This is John Jackson Miller, author of Star Wars, Knights of the Old Republic, Knight Errant, Lost Tribe of the Sith, A New Dawn, Canto Bite, and Kenobi, and you're listening to The Living Force. Welcome to The Living Force Podcast. Garden of many bounties. A UTD Podcast Network production. Dated a jowl for a while. They're quite free. Very free. Episode 148, 2022 Star Wars Book Preview. Dated a jowl? I know what I'm doing. On this episode, an update on the Rogue One Watch Along. Oh, that's okay. I'm working on me right now. The Patreon of the Week. Wizard. And the Utini crew looks at the new Star Wars books that are scheduled for release this year. Impossible to see. The future is. And now, here are your hosts. Dr. Corey Helton, Eric Eilerson, Dr. Charles Hankel, and Wes Jenkins. Utini! Hello, everyone! Welcome to the Living Force, the Utini Network podcast all about the Star Wars books of 2022. I'm one of your host, Eric Eilerson, and joining me tonight to celebrate all things adult, young adult, junior readers, and more is the full cast character, starting with the Doctor, the Corey, the Yeltsin. What's up, Betty? The Corey. I'm the Corey. The Corey. Like the, the Finn. Corey. Yeah. The Corey. The Finn. Yep, that's what I was going for. That was the reference I was going for. I'm doing good. Doing good, man. I'm glad to be here. You know, some days I just think about Monday nights, and I'm like... Monday night. <laughs> that's it. That's all, all I right. got. <laughs> all right, folks. We have a at least it's fine. You heard it here first. Corey? At least it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> at least it's fine. Uh, but what may be more than fine, we shall see in a moment, is the new lighting, even though he changed nothing, of Dr. Charles Hanko. What's up, dude? I, I changed nothing. This is a natural glow. And, and ironically, <laughs> I was just saying, uh, when we watched that intro video with us from like two years ago, I, I've aged poorly. Guys, that was me in the light of the <laughs> Jedi, and now I am the fallen star. Residency <laughs> does that to you, man. It's it just tough. shaves off the years. <laughs> it is rough, but luckily, who who already started with more years than all of us still looks the same. It's Wes Jenkins. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. <laughs> That you can come up with I mean, holy hell. Really getting treated for poorly on this show. Um, but I did finally get my book in. Oh, so my nice. God. Very good. All Very right. Good. Got a whole seven days to finish it. Can't wait. That's right. Yes, Wes is correct for all of you watching and listening. Get ready. Our Fallen Star Roundtable is next week. It'll be next Monday night live on the show and, of course, in your podcast feeds later. But... Like everything else, it doesn't matter that a roundtable's coming up because there's already another book being released. Welcome to Star Wars, everyone. That's right. <laughs> Tomorrow, February 1st, we get our second month of the year. We also get our next Star Wars release, which is right here next to me. It is Daniel Jose Older's Midnight Horizon. Just like with every other Star Wars book release, a Utini review will be on the website and will be on the YouTube channel. I believe we're setting a premiere for 12 p.m. Eastern on YouTube, so if you want to watch that, be sure to stay tuned. But for all of you that are watching live tonight, we wanted to give a little special treat. Also, if you're watching, make sure to like the video and subscribe if you haven't already. That always helps us. But we want to say thank you 
for coming tonight. We want to share with you our rating for Midnight Horizon. If you don't want to know the rating, just take like, I don't know, a minute, 30 seconds starting right now, and then we'll come back. But Wes, if you wouldn't mind, bring up that slide showing our rating for Midnight Horizon. Look at that sweet, Holy... sweet boy. Is that real? 9.7? 9.7. Our review team was, for the first time, unanimous on a uh, rating system. For those of you that don't know in our rating system, we combine a bunch of different ratings um, from a lot from people on the team, and we try to give an accurate score. Uh, this one, everyone that participated, 9.7 across the board. Uh, this novel is fantastic. Full review, again, releases tomorrow. If you want to see my written thoughts and Nathan's thoughts on, on the video team, uh, yeah, this is a special one. So if you were lucky enough to get it early, because apparently Walmarts and Barnes and Nobles have just been putting it out the last week, uh, then good for you. And if not, I hope you get it tomorrow and really just, uh, just have a great time. So yeah, fellas, 9.7 is where you're, you're heading, uh, as far as we it's go. very high. It's high. It's very high. That's exciting. <laughs> That's exciting. I, I'm excited for this one to come out. I looked on, uh, Audible the other day for it, uh, cause I was just going to pre-order it cause I had a, I had a mm -hmm. credit. Uh, you know, I, I won't pre-order video games, but I will pre-order books. <laughs> Smart man. But it was Smart not man. on. It was not on Audible. Have you guys seen it yet? This has been a thing they've talked about on Twitter, and DJO did talk about this on Twitter. That with the young adult books, for some reason, it must be uh, either a Disney Lucasfilm um, audio thing because Penguin Random House Audio doesn't always produce the young adults. Mm. They only produce the Del Rey's. Oh, that's true. Um, so they sometimes do not go up on Audible, <laughs> even as a listing, until day of release. So oh. there is one out. There is one coming. But for all of you like Corey that likes to listen to an audiobook, just check tomorrow in the morning on February 1st, and Midnight Horizon should be there for you to spend that sweet, sweet credit. You know, um, you know, Del Rey or uh, uh, Lucasfilm Press, whoever's listening, you know, I, 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 am a, I am in the market to leave medicine. If you would like me to solve all of these problems for you, I would be happy to. You can reach me at my email. <laughs> it's on the website. What a bitch. <laughs> so, Corey, what do you do? Oh, I just schedule the releases. <laughs> That's it. That's it. That's it. Nothing of value. Let's be clear. <laughs> I send the MP3s to Audible, and off it goes. Um, right. But yes, yeah, so that is that is a little preview for y'all. Thank y'all for tuning in tonight, and we hope you enjoy the book as much as we did. Uh, but of course, that roundtable will be a month from now when we will be talking about that. Whereas next week is all about the Fallen Star. Needless to say, the as far as we're concerned on our review team, and uh, hopefully for you all, Wave Three is ending in a really magnificent way. It's it's capping off phase one of the higher public really, really strong before we head into phase two in October. All right. Next, we want to say thank you to a couple of wonderful people that are on our Patreon, on our Utini Patreon, where you get the extra content, you get the commentaries, you get the other podcasts like Star Wars Archives a little bit earlier than everybody else. And we want to say thank you to Adam, who switched to an annual patron instead of a monthly. We thank you so much. Our annual patrons really, really help us plan out our year financially. We know for a year what kind of uh, numbers we'll have so we can invest in new software and new equipment and keep the site going, so thank you for that. And we also thank Nathan Roberts, who became a monthly patron. Thank you so much. We hope you are both enjoying all the extra goodies. A new episode of Ghost Crew with me and Charlie just went up last week where we're talking about our good buddy Saw Gerrera in Season 3. So make sure to check that out if you haven't. And fun fact, everyone. We promised you things, and we made the things. <laughs> These things were a Rogue One video commentary, and when we were in Asheville together, oh, we watched the film, and we recorded a full commentary for the duration of it. And guess what happened? Corey, what happened? I don't want to talk about it. 
The audio sucked. The audio. Do I have to talk about it? It's unusable. The audio is. We're sorry. We tried uh, something. It's butt. The audio is butt. Like straight up. Yep. (laughs) There's nothing good about it. We tried it. We tried a new microphone and we tried a new setup and experimented a little bit and uh, we watched it back like and tested it and tried to make sure it was all going to work and everything and it sounded fine in my crappy MacBook Air speakers. When I went back to listen to it with like studio headphones to do all the edit and all that kind of stuff. It's uh, it's not good, guys. The eclipse like crazy. The movie is like all mixed in with the audio. It's a disaster. If I tried, I worked on it for about two hours and tried to like make it work, and it's not gonna work. And you know, guys, I'm sorry to say, we have to watch Star Wars again, man. I just I can't believe it. Come Uh, on, man. I know we're gonna lose all those hot hot takes. So no hot takes, hot takes. Listen, I'm happy. Some some comments will die. Some comments will die with that commentary. I'll tell you that right now. Oh, is that the Absolutely one that I, I yelled the thing at that I wasn't supposed to yell and everyone just didn't say anything? Is that, is that when that is that Yeah, when that's vague enough. Yep. All right, that sounds yep. good. All in all, we will say for our patrons, uh, we did not want you to have a commentary that you honestly couldn't understand or couldn't enjoy fully because these are thank yous for your patronage and thank yous for what you do uh, to help us out. So we will be re-recording that at its full value uh, and that will be out as soon as we can. We thank you for your patience on that. You're all awesome. Now, speaking of people that are especially awesome, we had a Patron of the Week segment this week that's a little different because this isn't a patron, but this is someone very, very special that wrote into our show and our site. And, Corey, you brought this to us this week in our uh, cantina or general Slack channels. And it really, really hit you in a special way. So who do we want to honor uh, and call out this week for kind of just being really awesome? Yeah, I got an, uh, I got an email from uh, from a young fan this week. And uh, uh, there's, this is Ellis. We had an email from Ellis. And Ellis reminds me a lot of a younger version of myself is uh, what I said. In a good way. In a good yeah, way. In a, in a good way, yeah. Essentially, they said they love the show. They love what Utini does. Um, they really wish that we, we could do some stuff directed towards kids, which is really like made all kinds of gears turn in, in my head and lots of folks' head on the team. And, and it was just a really nice message to, to, to hear that, that somebody's out there that watches us with, with, uh, with their parents and that sort of thing. And, uh, it's cool, man. It's cool to make an impact because I was that kid, you know, like at, at Mm -hmm. 12 that it sounds like they have supportive parents that are like all on board with, with the star Wars thing. And that's, that's awesome to like be able to experience star Wars with your kids. It's like my dream, right. As a father is to be able to do that. And, uh, I don't know. It's cool to, it's cool to see that, that, that kids are still discovering the books. They're still using star Wars as a bridge to reading. And, uh, it's a lot of fun. So Ellis, uh, shout out for the, the email. It was really cool. You, and, uh, you know, keep reading, man. Yeah, keep on keeping on it. And, and like in, in Elsa's email, they said that, you know, they're they're the host of their own Star Wars podcast and they're working on it. And like, keep creating, you know, and that's one of the fun things. Like this thing that we do with each other made us like the best of friends. And that was one of the coolest things and has brought us this community. So whatever you're creating now, keep going. And whether you get tired and take a break. That's fine. Keep creating later on or just keep this thing going for years and years and years. Like when I was in college, I was lucky enough to make a lot of podcasts that no one ever heard and no one will ever find again uh, because I was just <laughs> experimenting. But it's awesome that you're that you are at a younger age and are already passionate about something to make these things that incorporate uh, these books and the universe that you love so much. So thank you for listening, man. You're awesome. 
Uh, so excited to see what you create in the future. And when we're all old and busted, I can't wait for you to take over this space uh, and do it way better than we ever did. So keep on rocking, Ellis. Thank you so much. Guess what, farm boy? Um, it's happening. We have just one bit of news to tell you about this week, but it comes in three parts because we had one big announcement this week. I think like the day after last week's show that we found out that Respawn, the company that brought us Jedi Fallen Order, the video game that all of us pretty much love, despite getting stuck on Zepho for 83 years of our lives, (laughs) is currently making three, count them, three Star Wars video games, including one, the sequel to Jedi Fallen Order, that is just Jedi something. So it's officially the Jedi series. It probably won't be called Fallen Order 2, but that's exciting because it branches out. We have a first-person shooter that's coming with the executive producer of the OG Battlefront games working on it. And three, we have a strategy game with Bitreactor, which is a studio with folks who made, I don't know, these little indie games called Civ and XCOM. (laughs) So, fellas, we all play various degrees of video games on this uh, team. What were your initial reactions to us getting three freaking new Star Wars games in the pipeline? It was uh it was subtle. I mean, this was like a uh, kind of like an investor announcement in a lot of ways, right? Like it wasn't totally. like a huge mm. announcement. These are the games we're releasing. This is just like, you know, hey, these games are on our radar and that sort of thing. But this strategy game by Bit Reactor that is very exciting. I went through a big uh, Civilization phase last mm-hmm. year. A bunch of my buddies were all playing Civilization all the time. Like. I'm actually like super burned out on it right now. Like, there's, I, if, you, if they if they message me or like, hey, let's play some Civilization, I'd be like, oh, yeah, I'm not playing that with you guys anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I'm tired of it, man. Because you just you start a game and then you you play for four hours and you've made no progress whatsoever into the nope. game. And then the next time you get together, one of those guys is missing, so you have to start a new game. <laughs> it's you gotta set like, an alarm for three a.m. so you can take your turn. It's like, sorry, honey, I gotta go do a thing. Yeah, exactly. It's exactly. Y'all get me but... real excited for this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Listen, Civilization. I'm... That that aside. That game, those games are friggin' phenomenal, and this is Bit Reactor is a, is a um, yeah. I think I think the isn't Bit Reactor a new developer, right? They're, yeah, yeah. The the people that the people on the teams of Civ and XCOM made this company, like they I came see, off yes, and yeah, like split right. off. That's what yeah. I thought. That's what yeah. I thought. I've never heard of Bit Reactor. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Ever. It's pretty new. I don't think they have. Um, they don't have a game out yet. Like it's it's a new game company. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Okay. Googling, I'm super Googling, Googling. super pumped for this first person shooter. That's yeah. all I play. Um, yeah. Really happy about that. And yeah, then a sequel to Jedi Fallen Order. I mean, we threw up Jedi Fallen Order multiple times on uh, Utini Game Nights. Mm-hmm. And uh, I saw uh, Dr. Lupo, a game streamer. Uh, he just ran through it for the first time oh, uh, really? last week and had uh, 4,500 people watching him do it. So, <laughs> wow. you know, hey, come one, come all. We do it too, you know. <laughs> yeah, we'll, take, we'll take 30. I don't know. Yeah, I yeah. wonder, is that going to be, a, like, a, we don't know it's, if it's a direct sequel, if it's, like, some concurrent story. No, like, we really don't have any of that information. No, so I, I, I feel like making it not Cal Kestis would be a mistake, only because I feel like his story had a very clear, and then the next part will happen at the end of Fallen mm-hmm. Order. Yeah. But I am excited that it's the Jedi series because that just opens them up to expand pascal go to different eras if it's just star wars jedi blank it's just any time where there's jedi which is any time ever and now and now respawn is not ea too to be clear right yeah so ea it's lost not. ea pays for some stuff ea and respawn had a relationship but the ea mm-hmm. exclusivity contract is now waning so yes. respawn is acting in their own interests i believe and and this 
you know, they were the ones that were behind Titanfall, Titanfall 2, and then they moved on to Jedi Fallen Order, and now they're going on to Jedi Blank. Hmm. And I believe, oh, I don't have the article with me, so call me out in the chat if I'm wrong about this. They're also involved somewhat with the first-person shooter, um, which makes me very excited because Titanfall 2 is one of the most slept-on first-person shooters the last 10 years. And I think it's the most fun um, with the multiplayer and the campaign. So if we get another <laughs> FPS, that's just – I want you to read that in a second. <laughs> if we, I was going to say, if we get another game that's just a, a four-hour campaign and total multiplayer, like Battlefront, I'm all in. Corey, what was just making you giggle for our audio <laughs> listeners? Keep it in. <laughs> He's going. He's oh, gone. Man. We're losing him. <laughs> We're laughing at this comment from Blue Pig in the chat. It says, <laughs> it says it'd make most sense if Kel cast this. Come on. You can do it. Get it I'm out. No, you, you got to say it. We're not going to help you. <laughs> We're going to... We're going to let you walk this dog across the street. Get your ass back in your seat. Corey has left the chat. <laughs> Blue Pig said, it make most sense if Cal Kestis just dies in an imperial prison. Oh, that's it. Jesus Christ. And what if you, that is, that you is play like, that game. I don't know if that's like a oh, bad God. take or not. Like that's, that's just, it's just hilarious. Like It'd that's the end. That's the end. Like, like the, the, the storytellers, like, you know, somebody asked somebody in some formal, like, panel five years from now, like, what, whatever happened to Cal Kestis? He, like, he was in that video game. We all loved it. It kicked off this whole new era of Star Wars game. Oh, he died in prison. Like, that. <laughs> that's, that's canon. That's, next. That's, that's canon. Next question. <laughs> Amazing. Well, we, oh, will, we will see if, in fact, that's what happens. But, of course, as our uh, record to record or record to record says in the chat, uh, let's be clear, Lego Star Wars, still the best, still coming out this April. <clears throat> and as far as I know, none of these games have a playable Bail Organa yet, so Lego Star Wars is <laughs> supreme. Um, playable Bail Organa, Jesus Playable Bail. If you're like me, when these get announced, make sure you get your pre-orders in. If you're like Corey, distrust the capitalist machine and wait for the reviews. That's right. Don't <laughs> pre-order games. It's bad for the industry. Don't do it. <laughs> but you know what you should pre-order? Is books. That's and you should right. go to the Utini release schedule and pre-order a couple things you got coming up in the next few weeks. Of course, we got Midnight Horizon coming out tomorrow. If you're watching this by now and you didn't pre-order, you're just ordering now. You can still just order it. But if you just want to pre-order, you should get, check out The High Republic Adventures Volume 2. The second trade paperback is coming out February 22nd with some of the characters from Midnight Horizon. Then The High Republic, Tep the High Republic Tempest Runner. That's hard. The script book is coming out on March 1st, the script book for the audio drama, and the High Republic Mission to Disaster, the junior novel or the middle grade novel from Justina Ireland, comes out on March 3rd. Thank you, as always, to our lovely, lovely Frank, who is rolling with all these constantly changing release dates. If you check out the utini.com release schedule, it is updated every day as best we can, so if you want to know when things are coming out, that's the place to go. All right, Charles! We got two lovely book reviews because people are still reading books. Who'd have thunk? <laughs> <laughs> That's my cue. That's my cue. <laughs> yes, people are still reading books. Uh, people are reading new books, old books, all the books in between. And Lando, in particular, just read The Fallen Star by Claudia Gray. Gave it five stars. And uh, his title the review, The High Republic Remains Undefeated, Much Like the Nile. Bum, bum, bum. Lando goes on to say, Claudia Gray is a well-known and loved author in the pantheon of Star Wars creators, having written classics in the new canon timeline. After Into the Dark, her first novel in the High Republic Initiative, I was a bit taken aback by how much I didn't love that book. 
I thought perhaps Grey didn't shine so much in writing original characters and stories as she did in pre-established characters and timelines. The Fallen Star gave me that confidence in her again as she brings us yet another masterpiece in not only her bibliography, but in the High Republic Initiative as a whole. First time in uh, Utini history, the words pantheon and bibliography have been used in a, in a review. <laughs> Lena goes on to say, this initial trilogy, phase one, is presumed to be the first in a trilogy of trilogies. By the end of this book, you understand how all of these seemingly massive events, the great hyperspace disaster, the attack on the Republic Fair, and now the sabotage of the Starlight Beacon are all just the first steps in the greater plan by the Eye of the Nile, Marquis and Roe. While both Light of the Jedi and the Rising Storm felt very quick-paced and in-your-face, the Fallen Star aims to achieve a different kind of shock and terror than the sudden and surprising disasters of the previous two books, Impending Doom. Starlight Beacon becomes the Star Wars equivalent of the Titanic. Very early on, we and the characters know that Starlight is done for. It's just a matter of time and a matter of how many people can be saved. Add to that the mysterious creatures that Markian has been using to petrify Jedi in both the Rising Storm and the High Republic comics. This book is brutal. Death and destruction reign as the Nile claim another victory. Stellan, Elzar, Bell, and the crew of the vessel really shine in this book. I was a bit disappointed in the lack of Avar Chris, though she is sprinkled throughout, but once finishing the book, I understood why it chose to focus primarily on characters within Starlight Beacon, because nobody outside can really do anything to benefit those on the inside. This book will rip your heart out early on and then start ripping out anything else it can find to rip out. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. (laughs) Process that one. That is visceral. Uh, (laughs) Until you can get to the end where you feel like there is almost nothing left. And while it hurt, I could not put it down and I read it in two days. I have no clue how to rank the three High Republic novels, but I don't think I really need to. Well, thank you, Lando. Goodness. Uh, I think that's a great introduction a great kind of teaser for the upcoming roundtable that we have mm-hmm. we probably will rank those books we will also discuss all the things that have been ripped out of us uh yep. by claudia <laughs> gray and uh and we'll have fun uh but anyways yeah. wes you want to read what moonflyer has to say absolutely <laughs> and who to thunk it i've read this book hey! so moonflyer moonflyer has uh has reviewed Darth Bane, Path of Destruction. Um, Legends Look Back is doing a uh, is doing a a trilogy of roundtables, I guess, on Darth mm-hmm. Bane. So check that out on Thursdays. Um, so Darth Bane, Path of Destruction, Essential Legends Collection by Drew Carpishan. Five stars. I agree. Once you start down the dark path, forever will it dominate your destiny. I had always heard so many good things about it, but I was hesitant to pick up a book that was purely about the dark side. It just did not interest me. I understand the Revenge of the Sith novelization is in my same boat. Shut up. Okay. Just get out. I finally picked it up <laughs> when it got re-released as part of the Essential Legends collection with some, new, some sick new cover art. This was the last book on Utini's Foundational Five that I had not read yet, and I finally decided to see what it was all about. The book begins with Dez a cortosis miner and a series of events that send him on a journey that culminates in a series of that culminates in a series of events and decisions in his life that lead him to the Sith and the dark side as he leaves a path of destruction in his way. Oh man. This book got me hooked quickly and is well deserving of all the hype. I'm really glad I picked this one up and gave it a shot and I'm looking forward to finishing the trilogy. Um, all I have to say is <clears throat> You will not be disappointed. 
That is all. <laughs> wow. Ooh, I did you know, it. I did it. You know what I got to say about that? <laughs> the old yes! Bane can't come to the phone right now. Why? Because <laughs> he's dead. Oh. <laughs> Let's throw my Swifties out there. Um, yeah. Third Bane's books are amazing. New Essential Legends collection is coming out, and maybe we're going to talk about that later in this show. Also, Blind Fates called me out in the chat. You know what? The, re- the release schedule for Utini is always updated, but my outline for the show is not. Uh, <laughs> Tempest Runner does come out on March 15th, and Frank was on that. It has already been up- updated on the uh, Utini website. So if you're listening to our show, I appreciate you. But if you're going to trust anyone, put your trust in Frank and Trevor and everyone that it works on our database and timeline because they are on track way more than I am. Thank you, Lando and Moonflyer, for those incredible reviews. Like Charles said, we're hitting the Fallen Star next week to see if it hit us like it did Lando. And Legends Look Back is doing an amazing job with their Darth Bane coverage. They just did Rule of Two recently, so go ahead back in this YouTube channel or in in our podcast uh, catcher, whatever app you're using, look up Legends Look Back and check that out as well. And... Whether it's those books or anything others, if you want your reviews on this very show, look up your book on utini.com, scroll to the bottom, give us a star rating and a little review, and we will try to read it on the show if we are able. Who is going to be the first Midnight Horizon review? Who knows? Can't wait. <laughs> also good to talk about the year 2022. Everyone, we are here tomorrow, as we said, starts the second month of the year, which means it's already time to get all those pre-orders in. Fellas, we've had... Some good Star Wars this month, right? We've got some Book of Boba Fett we've been having a good time with over on Bounty Hunt. We got the Fallen Star. But we got a lot of books to talk about that are coming out this year. So what we're going to do, we're going to go book by book uh, as we go through the months. We're going to show you the Utini book profiles that have all your pre-order links and everything that you need on them. And we're going to chat about them briefly. And what better way to start than with the book that's literally coming out tomorrow, which is The High Republic, Midnight Horizon, by Daniel Jose Older. Now, fellas, we got our rating earlier in the, in the show, which I'm not going to say now because some people didn't want it spoiled. But before you knew the rating, at the beginning of this year, uh, what were you most excited for about this book coming out? And let's tell people what they should make sure to read before they read this book, if anything. Mm. I can help with that. Thank you. Uh, I want to yeah, say <laughs> yes. I want to say that uh, I was just most excited to get DJO back in the game again because, like, mm-hmm. um, I mean, we we first he like like bounced into the scene with uh, what was the what was the book he wrote last, last shot, shot. Yeah, last shot last shot man that was early Utini days man early mm-hmm. Utini days mm-hmm. when last shot came out it was book box days I think yeah, yeah. it was we were <laughs> yeah it book was. boxes back in the day Keep man bringing it up that was such a weird uh, it was such a weird weird time <laughs> for us yeah and the book itself was just mind-blowing like he, the villains were so good and creepy and gross and evil and i loved it he's really good at writing villains yeah. right so peekpa the ewok slicer yeah yeah peekpa i forgot stuff. about peekpa <laughs> real strong character i can't believe you remember that how do you re- how did you remember <laughs> is that in ewok your brain? slicer i was like are you kidding me you why is pull that ewok out of your slicer? brain holy crap it's like three years ago i can't even remember the plot of the book you remember the character jesus nope <laughs> Why do you guys think we do a plot synopsis at the beginning of every round? It's for Corey. It's not for you. We get it. Uh, I, I'm most excited to get some of these characters back. I mean, just straight off of the cover, like Comac and, and Reef. Like, that's such a just a cool image. And uh, picking up where we last saw them, it was like a, a budding new relationship. But we kind of got to, to learn a lot about each of them individually. Now I'm hoping to get to learn 
more about them kind of as a pair, you know, as a master in, in Padawan unit, if you will. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Wes, what are you most stoked for about this one? I know you still got Fallen Star to read in a week, but you got it. You've done uh, more with less. But uh, for Minute <laughs> Horizon, what's tickling your fancy about this book? Well, I got to tell you, I really like the cover. It looks sick. <laughs> it's <laughs> awesome, isn't it? <laughs> both, they both looks like they're walking. Um, it's like up some... Um, I don't know what that is. Would that would that be like a? It's the thing. Be like like a hanger, or when they have this giant this giant monument behind them. But they both have their lightsabers on opposite sides of each other. So they have either coming back from kicking ass, or they're going to a, a fight. I don't know. But, I mean, the cover looks amazing. It's, if you had this, if you had this like set up at Barnes and Noble on a table. Which I hope they do. I would absolutely. Yes. I mean, that would be the first thing you do is you want to pick it up and be like, "Wow, that is a great yeah, cover." I'm going to turn around sure. the back and see that Utini's on the back as a uh, <laughs> as a review. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And I and I think one of the cool things about Midnight Horizon as well is that you're getting characters both from Into the Dark, like Wreath, and then the Walmart cover, which we saw earlier uh, this year, shows that we're getting characters like Ram Jamaram and Zine Morala, who, if you are a fan of the High Republic adventures or Race to Crash Point Tower. Jose Older's kids' book from Wave 2, uh, you may know them. So, on that note, I highly suggest, before you read this book, you should read The Fallen Star. There are events that happen in Midnight Horizon that happen simultaneously with Fallen Star events, and to get the full weight, I would suggest having read it in the scope of Fallen Star, so you can really get that fully. And then, for other contexts, the main High Republic novels, Light of the Jedi, Rising Storm, probably have those. Into the Dark will introduce you to Wreath Silas. Uh, mm -hmm. You probably don't need, need, need it. And Comac Vitus, who's on the cover. But I would recommend you get that just to get a little backstory. And then the big kicker for me on this book is the High Republic Adventures comic. We mentioned that Volume 2 is coming out on the 22nd of February. But if you read on Comixology, uh, the first trade digitally, I think it's like $9, which I think is the first half of it. And then every issue other than the most recent one is like 2 bucks. So I think for somewhere around $20, $25, you can catch up with all of the High Republic adventures. And there's a lot of backstory with characters like Ram, characters like Zine, that really make Midnight Horizon deeper. And I think DJO, obviously the writer of both, you can tell how much he loves those characters he brought in. And one more fun fact, if you read the High Republic adventures annual number one, which was a longer issue where all the Luminous authors got to write um, a story within it, which is very fun. Daniel Jose Older introduced a character named Crash, who's actually based on the comic author Alyssa Wong. Uh, he got to write a, a character based on his friend in Star Wars, which has to be the best thing ever. But she actually plays a pretty prominent role in Midnight Horizon. So if you want to know anything about that character, kind of see what she looks like, check that out. Um, ooh, great question in the chat. We, we should be saying, yes, record, this is a YA novel. This is a young adult novel coming out tomorrow. Basic, basic of basics. Read Light of the Jedi, Rising Storm, Fallen Star. Then this, if you want the next level, read those three. And then Into the Dark and Out of the Shadows for all the YAs. If you want really the best the best way to read this, read these. Read Race to Crash Point Towers so you can meet Ram. And then read The High Republic Adventures so you can meet some of the other awesome characters. But Daniel Jose Older does do a great job of introducing you to characters along the way. But that is your little reading package for tomorrow's Midnight Horizon. All mm. right. One down, fellas. 
The next one, um, Charles, this next one is actually by one of your favorite writers, and I think your best friend in the world. Is that right? Yeah, um, he doesn't know that yet, but, uh, you know, eventually he will. Uh, the, the next book that's up here is The High Republic, The Battle for Starlight, and it's by none other than George Mann. And this is one of the young readers, uh, and this is uh, basically set within the events of uh, The Fallen Star. I guess mm-hmm. we don't know how far they might extend beyond that because they may. Uh, but this is just one of those kind of nice supplemental reads uh, if you're if you're really one of those High Republic completionists. Yeah, I don't have one at hand, but this is another one of the the picture the sticker books that he gets. That's like um, the la- the uh, battle d- battle at the fair, disaster at the fair, whatever one the last one that George did. Right. Um, and then so if you also are a fan of the stickers, if you want another Buriaga sticker, because you do, right? <laughs> Don't you? Yes. Um, I guess that's what I would suggest for this. Um, and if you have kids that, you know, some Padawans of your own that uh, maybe aren't ready for the Fallen Star or something like that, but they want to, like, you know, see their favorite characters and things like that, it's a really great way to show kids um, really horrific uh, mental trauma with pretty <laughs> oh. colors. Okay. <laughs> Which I I'm think not- is fun. Or maybe maybe this book also works for like thirty year olds who like to show up to Zoom calls with like seven stickers on their face, right, Eric? Just add a boy, add a boy, add a boy. And uh, Stephanie actually brings up the real point about these, where these books are actually a great visual aid. If you are a visual person, um, if you read the comics or not, uh, this is going to be a great way to see some of the characters that are that are talked about in the Fallen Star in a visual sense. Uh, the illustrations are absolutely freaking gorgeous for all of these they're uh are more like i don't know if cartoony is even the correct word for it um but they're really vibrant they're really light colors and weirdly i don't i'm having trouble figure out who the freaking artist is i feel horrible about this right now because george mann is listed everywhere but they don't r- feature the artist correctly so when we get this we have to put that up and let you all know who the artist is because they do a phenomenal job uh fellas have you read any of the other sticker books for Light of the Jedi or Rising Storm, or have these passed you by? They have passed have me by. I did. I was getting them like review copies for a little bit there. Um, I give them to my nephews and stuff like that. But I would flip through. Oh, that's perfect. Stuff, I didn't like. Uh, I didn't like read read them super closely. I think the last one, one of the last ones that I read was one of the was the first, the very first High Republic book that came out. The one that you put your mm-hmm. stickers everywhere on, Eric. Yeah, that, that, that's they're the, on my. Uh... Yeah. <laughs> my that's phone charger that's and the stuff. only one i've read yeah <laughs> yeah well they're fun it's six bucks so if you want some stickers you just want a nice little visual aid like stephanie was saying to really get those points of the, of the fallen star in that comes out tomorrow february 1st as well all right moving on that's all we get for february that's all we get we get a you get a 500 page hey. no, young adult novel like it's february <laughs> it's four weeks come on it's a short month but because of a publishing delay, we do have something coming March 3rd. Uh, Corey, what's finally dropping about two months late? Two months late, we're finally getting High Republic Mission to Disaster by Justina Ireland. This one comes out on March 3rd. Uh, and uh, this one is uh, interesting. This is a junior reader book. It is, you know, of course, like one of the High Republic books, um, part of the series. Like, And uh, this is the one that got accidentally 
maybe on purpose release early, right? Yeah, on digital. Yeah, this was your new job uh, is going to help fix this issue. That's right. Uh, I believe when That's you start right. working for help. Disney. Happy to help again. Corey, <laughs> I'm available. <laughs> yeah, this book was originally going to come out simultaneously with Fallen Star. Uh, like Blind Fates in the chat says, weird to have read it already. The Kindle version and the Audible version did get released. This was delayed purely because of publishing. We know supply chain has been an issue. But if you're like me uh, and some other folks that wait for physical releases, this book is going to look something like this. These are the last two. Um, A Test of Courage and Race to Crash Point Tower uh, with with Justina Ireland and Daniel Jose Older wrote uh, respectively. And this is the next book that features our girl Vernestra Rowe. Uh, we love Vern. She's been kind of a standout character. I believe she won or almost won one of the High Republic brackets at our Discord channel. And... And this book is finally coming out. It takes place, I believe, before the Fallen Star, chronologically. But, fellas, there is a little nugget that Justina Ireland put out on Twitter at some point that there are going to be very important things about Phase 2 that are involved in this book. Now, does that fact hmm. make you want to to pick it up? Because the junior novels, some, some, people, some people skip over them, and it's all right. You can if you want. Mm-hmm. But uh, I wonder what kind of Phase 2 info there could be in this kind of book. Yeah. Phase two, as sure. in 150 years before phase two. Yeah. That's the one. That is interesting. That's like yeah. actually maybe a revealing piece of information just in general, right? That like mm-hmm. yeah. like the phase two is going to connect a little heavier to the phase one than uh, – it's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I hope that is the case. And I and I have the uh, copies of the first two uh, junior readers, so I am definitely planning on picking this up. Once you start – you you got to keep going. You read the yeah. first YA, you got to keep going. You read forever the will year. it dominate your bank account? Yeah, yes. I know. That's that's the <laughs> that's how it works. I like how uh, Justina Ireland gets to gets to write Vern some more because she first wrote it with that the first YA novel. So yeah, right? didn't she just pick it up as a, a test of courage? Mm-hmm. So yep. <clears throat> that's what she started in. And Imri Imri Cantaros, her now apprentice, is going to be in there as well. Mm-hmm. And shout out to Stephanie Mack who just checked. Um, these are all illustrated. There's illustrations in these books as well that are really gorgeous by Peter Antonson, who also illustrated the first two sticker books, The Great Jedi Rescue at Showdown in the Fair. But the battle for Starlight is illustrated by someone calling themselves, um, quote, Tomato Farm. What? Rat. I love it. <laughs> Quest is pre-ordering immediately. I love it. Um, but yeah, Peter Antonson, let me let me pull actually this out here. It does some art for these young adult readers. Uh, or these junior novels, and that's our boy Ram in the last one. And it's just really cool, fun art pieces like this that, again, keep building the visual language of the High Republic. So if you, if nothing else, pick these up for that. They're less expensive than the YAs, less expensive than the adults, and they're really great, fun stories to go through. So that comes out March 3rd. Uh, Wes, I already messed this up once this episode, so can you correctly tell people what the next book is going to be? <laughs> the next book, or script if you will is uh it's gonna be the high republic tempest runner so the audio book or audio drama came out last year um about um lorna d as the tempest runner but this is the script book now so we have um much like um dooku um jedi sorry um jedi lost Lost. yeah they put out a script book to, so you could follow along with the audio drama, and this one do the same thing. So, going to utini.com for all your um, release pictures. We'll go ahead and check out kind of what it looks like. 
Look at that Look cover. At that cover. That's one of the cool things about the audio dramas, too, being in script books, is that they always have this really rad cover art that I see in, like, this little square on my phone as I listen, which is, like, fine, but I love having it on the shelf. Yeah, you know, that, this, that helmet really that just they cool. have put on her is, is a behemoth, man. Yeah. Yes. That thing yeah. looks super, like, I'm, I'm glad I can just, you know, that one actually uh, filters out toxins. The other ones don't. <laughs> also, <laughs> it's, it's worth pointing out, you can kind of tell even just from the image here on our site, but these books, the dimensions are a little bit different than your typical hardback uh, or your typical mm-hmm. paperback, and so... You know, once you have one or two of these, you, you got to pick up the rest because then you need well, a whole section of your bookshelf that's books of that dimension. I'm so glad you mentioned that, Charles, because, Wes, if you would be so kind, your normal hardcovers look something like this. This is Master and Apprentice by Claudia Gray. Huh. This is your typical hardcover dimensions. This is how it looks on your shelf. This is Dooku Jedi Lost. Uh, so this is just a little bit thinner because it's in a script format. See, we got a little bit of gap there. So when you put it, on your shelf, if you do spine facing, it's going to look the same. It's going to look a bit thicker. But when you read it, it's going to be thinner because rather than typical narrations and stuff, the pages look like this. Uh, if you haven't checked out our roundtables and audio dramas before, it's literally just a script. Character line, character line. Italics are going to be the narration uh, that was being read during the audio drama. So... If you want to read things like this, or if you're like us and had a bit of difficulty deciphering between the voices during Tempest Runner, that's going to be really cool when these come out. Um, fully Full disclosure, for the past two script books for Dooku and Afra, I have done partial rereads when they've come out. I, I've, I've gone back to some of my favorite sections and checked stuff out, but I've never done the full reread just reading the script book. Uh, have you guys gone back and done this with any of the audio dramas? I haven't. I, I was kind of like you. Where, yeah, I... I I would. Uh, I picked it back up. I've listened to Dooku Jedi Lost three times, and the awesome. third time I tried to. I tried to read it. I tried to read it back with the script book, mm-hmm. um, but I kind of just. I mean, I got busy. I like to cook while I uh, listen to the audio dramas, <laughs> mm-hmm. so I can't have that open and you know and stir the stir the stroganoff at the same time. You know what I mean? <laughs> Oh, yeah. Yeah. Make well, sure you stir the sauce! <laughs> well, I'll tell you one other cool thing this one has. Uh, there's going to be a list of a dramatic persona I list of characters, like Thrawn Ascendancy did in the front of this. So if you need uh, that little bit of reference there, it's digital. You can find them for Tempest Runner, but it's going to be physical. And who knows? Maybe you'll get a little Easter egg like this, that where Kevin Scott dedicated this to Christopher Lee in the oh, physical book. So maybe awesome. there'll be something like that in Tempest Runner. Well, so. And speaking of Easter eggs, I just got to say, I'm working yes, through sir. the Easter eggs for Fallen Star right now, and something just came up from Tempest Runner. So if you've not read it, and you kind of want to know all the backstory, you want to learn all those things, consider picking it up. Love that, man. All right, so that is the Ides of March, March 15th. Also my mom's birthday, so that'll be a good day. Beware. But then we move on to April 5th. <laughs> On April 5th, we have five books coming out. It'll become clear why. But just know that your Amazon charge is going to be extensive. But the first book that comes out on that day is the one that also got delayed. But I am so, 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 so excited that it's finally coming out. It is the sequel to the Utini-lauded paperback Queen's Peril. (laughs) It is, in fact, Queen's Hope. By E.K. Johnston, which is a young adult novel. It is the third and final book in E.K. Johnston's Padme trilogy. This takes place more so um, around Revenge of the Sith time. We got uh, an excerpt earlier last year 
Uh, that got us some Anakin and Padme wedding action. We got Sabe being awesome in it. There's shenanigans all over. The handmaidens are back. Uh, guys, th this is this is e definitely one of my most anticipated books of the year. These, I mean, Queen's Peril shot up for us. I mean, weirdly, this trilogy has somewhat defined our podcast in the last couple of years, which is weird to think about. But like for the Queen's Shadow to Queen's Peril and then re-examining Queen's Shadow in the light of Queen's Peril and then having Queen's Hope. I just really think this is going to be a great, great freaking book. Yeah. Yeah. This yeah. this will I mean, officially back, break so, you know. the curse of Queen's Shadow. <laughs> officially. Yes. <laughs> Y'all remember that? I mean, we, yeah. 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 Not me. We recorded it. <laughs> How many times did we record the round Three. Table? Three. Three times. Three, Three, times. Three, Three times. round tables. You guys are complaining about having to watch Rogue One again. We read that. We, <laughs> we talked about that book three damn times. All right? Also, any time we brought it up, so, like a camera would go down. Like there was something yep. that was going on. Um, I also <laughs> I want to point out that uh, they recently didn't E.K. Johnson drop like the back cover the art. The back cover, yep. And I just yeah, want to say last week. it's the best back cover since <laughs> the Star Wars Episode One hardcover novelization, the one with uh, young Anakin, because on the back, just to remind y'all, <laughs> is a full headshot of Watto. It's so big. I think it's I brought so this large. up on one of the earliest episodes of uh, of the Living Force oh God, ever, yeah. and I thought I'd bring it back. Oh my God! Yeah, that's. That threw me, Charles. I'm not gonna lie. The the, the Watto face always <laughs> always makes me feel odd. But I I who knows if we'll get Watto in this book. I mean, Sabe was going back to try to find Shmi in an earlier book. She's back, um, stepping into the role of set editor uh, while Padme's on a mission. We know that we're gonna get some Clone Wars action. I do believe E.K. Johnson did say there's gonna be some Bail Organa shenanigans at some point. Uh, so this is gonna be a great one. August no, April fifth. Apologies, April fifth. Check out this YA. Uh, but we also have four additional books that are coming out on April 5th. Charles, take your pick uh, and tell us why all these four books are going to be very similar. Okay. <laughs> take your pick, Charles. Which, which one are you going to pick? <laughs> which one do you want? No idea. Which I'm one on my toes, pick? man. <laughs> if I squint through this list and I pick one totally at random with really no other thought put into it, I'm going to choose Kenobi by John Jackson Miller. <laughs> Uh, and I want to point out that weirdly, apparently, Star Wars publishing uh, companies like Del Rey are uh, they're celebrating Utini birthdays because April fifth is my birthday, and they're oh my god, they're releasing yeah, right five man. books, including the Essential Legends collection version of Kenobi. So I'm stoked about this. As you all know, one of my favorite Legends books uh, that should be canon. I think a lot of people are going to pick this up with uh, with the upcoming TV show. Um, mm -hmm. I do hope they know that it is Legends, yeah. but we'll see how much mm -hmm. of it you know gets pulled into the show and, and potentially gets made canon. Mm -hmm. uh, but this is one of my favorite reads in all of Star Wars Legends and canon combined. Yeah, it's an astonishingly good book. And as we showed earlier in the show for the Darth Bane uh, review the book is not your mass market paperback size you might own kenobi in mass market paperback more than likely if you shelled out a couple of bucks you got it in hardcover but these new trade paperback styles what they're calling them are a little bit bigger they're all branded like this with the little black logo they they're all gonna look like this on the spine with a little picture and then the back is gonna look like this very sleek very modern-esque and it looks like the same artistic style is being used for kenobi absolutely gorgeous <laughs> 
Can it be Picasso uh, edition, if you will? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, you know what? I, mean, I will, Corey. Look at I that. freaking will. <laughs> look at that, man. Straight up Picasso. Like, seriously, I love it. It looks really, really cool. And I'm I'm still super excited for about this. And I'm really excited for our fellow podcast hosts, too, Lover of Legends Look Back, that get to talk about all these new books in this new light. Because let's be honest, like, we're bringing in entirely new readers to these books by doing this, right? So that's – like, there's people that have that have let – like the Bane books, like fall to the wayside. One, because the covers are trash from the old ones. <laughs> and and two, because they're legends books and people are like, Oh legends. But then when you see it labeled as essential legends collection, like that implies a significant, essential. Yeah. It implies important. You have right? to have so, it. I love, <laughs> I love that. Well, Corey, you know, speaking of great covers and things that we love, can you also pick a random book that's coming out on April 5th that might be an, an Essential Legends collection book? Yep, closing my eyes and not picking anything <laughs> at random. Uh, Darth Plagueis uh, by James hey! Zito is the one that I'm going to pick. Uh, real excited about Got this it. book. I have cool. to say, this is the first cover of any of the Essential Legends collections that I think I prefer the original for. I don't oh, know wow. why well, that is. Well, the OG is awesome. I mean, it is. It, the OG, it, this it was, looks this incredible. Is, this is one of the covers that the original cover wasn't bad, right? It was actually pretty no. dang good. And, yeah. Uh, but I do like that this this book makes it more about Palpatine. Like, the cover makes it more about Palpatine. Yes. Because he is, like, the greater character in the book. And I love this book. You guys know how much I love this book. I, I read this again, mm-hmm. like... I don't know, what was it, like four or five months ago? And it, it like, smoked me. It was so good. Like, I couldn't believe how utterly amazing this book is. Like, it is absolutely an essential Legends collection. Like, (laughs) absolutely essential. Mm -hmm. You have to read this. If you've never read Darth Plagueis, pick it up now with this edition. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. It's also, um, over on Legends Bookback, it's Freddy C's favorite canon book. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) I forgot about that. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I mean, this original cover is absolutely gorgeous. I mean, you got Palpatine literally kneeling in front of this really imposing figure of Plagueis, and the back cover is Maul being oh, extensively fantastic. awesome. So, uh, obviously, you can pick it up wherever you want, but these Essential Legends collections, as Stephanie says in the chat, the quality of them, even just like for reading, <clears> like the, the flimsy nature of them, sometimes the mass market paperbacks, the, the covers get bent, and then especially if you carry them around in a backpack or something, they get destroyed really easily. These trade paperbacks are great for carrying. They're great for lending out. So if you got a friend, like Corey's saying, that maybe they've never read Plagueis, read it yourself, get your awesome Essential Legends collection, and then gift it to somebody and say, hey, maybe give them six other books first. And then you could say, hey, maybe you should read Darth <laughs> Plagueis. So yeah, Corey and Charles are both eating. And I am... We're getting the Padme book I want. Charles's favorite Kenobi character... One of Corey's favorite Legends books all on the same day. Wes, there's two other books that are coming out that day. Uh, which one is? Uh, which one do you think is going to be pretty cool? Well, I'm going to pick the one that I've read, and I'm <laughs> going to pick Darth Bane, Dynasty of Evil. Oh, Dynasty. Dynasty, yeah. <laughs> Dynasty. Must <laughs> live. So, <laughs> the Dynasty of Evil is uh, the third book of the Darth Bane trilogy. So they have done the Essential Legends collection has done all three books, so uh-huh. and changed all three covers. I wonder why. Um, but this cover in itself, um, I don't know. Do, do you like this cover more than the than the, yes. the original cover? <laughs> than yeah. all the Bane books? Yes, no, yes, I no do. Question. <laughs> Come on. Well, let's let's see, Wes. We have that. 
Here we go. Here we'll get this. We'll get this nice Listen. and centered here. Look at this baby. Okay. Rice oh, you centered. got it. We'll both it's not bad. Do it. It's it not really, bad. It really is. Mine's a little glossy because I got mine from the library. Really? Oh, <laughs> oh you got to cut that off. <laughs> yeah, this one is fine. You got you got Bane and Xana on it's okay. it. It's okay. I think it's cool. But the the minimalist like sketchy art style of these are just so cool, and the fact that it's you know consistent between all three books, yes, that is I yeah. think is great. And I mean, let's let's be honest. If you're already buying Path of Destruction and Rule of Two, there's no way you finish Rule of Two and say, "I think I'm done." <laughs> yeah. I think I'm well, good. What are you, a monster? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Put you in a white straitjacket and send you to the send you to the ward. Yeah, no, you um, are you are done. <laughs> so I have uh, a good buddy of mine is having a uh, a birthday party in a couple of weeks, and he has no idea um, that I'm going to come. Because it's like I think it's a surprise party, but oh, that's I'm cool. gonna I'm going to bring him a Star Wars book, and I was thinking which Star Wars book would I bring him? Because he doesn't read, he doesn't. I don't think he reads books, let alone he can't Star read. Wars that's books. Fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I was thinking about the one that's a like a book that's a page turner that you absolutely cannot put down, and I was like, you know what? I think Path of Destruction. If I start him out with Path of Destruction, that's a good one. Where he's just like, you know. I, I feel a movement. I need to go to the toilet, and he's like, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna start oh, reading man. something. Yeah. Maybe yep, I can I get think, him. Maybe I can get him going on Path of Destruction." I think, I think, I think some of the like, there's a reason the Bane books are in our Foundational Five. Like, like, mm-hmm. uh, so we're revisiting that this year. And if we Eric, are. you are, you were kind of in charge of that project. If you try to take the Bane books out of the Foundational Five, I'm, I'm firing you, your ass. Like, there's no uh, way co- <laughs> that that's gonna Corey, happen. Corey, Corey, please. <laughs> Please do not interfere with 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 my committee and my project. Oh my um, this god! Is my, this is my, <laughs> Get my project uh, for my Get team. Uh, please do not try to intimidate us with your position of power. Um, I'm going to report you to to the president. Yeah, with myself. To, Hold on. To the president. How about you report, so it, report me to HR? My wife. That'd that's right. Your wife. <laughs> so the foundational five. What if? Can you only pick one of the trilogy? Can you pick yeah, all you three? Yeah, you start with one. Your, no. Yeah, I mean, you start with one. <laughs> pick I mean, yeah, so three our, our, we, we, we always, we've joked about that before. Like, the foundational five is, like, not actually five. It's actually, like, like what, nine or something? Like, it's a yeah. lot. Yeah, like, something like that. Yeah. It's more than that. But, listen, the Bane books are a really good choice, I think, which yeah. it seems crazy. I think people, because we, you guys, we talked a lot, like, we don't recommend you read Plagueis first as your first Star Wars book ever. And that's a commonly thing, it's a common thing that people say on forums mm-hmm. and stuff, go read Plagueis. And we actually don't recommend that, but we do recommend Bane, right? Which I think is a very interesting idea because it's also a really old book. It's, it's like, legends and it's, like, like old as in on the Star Wars timeline old, right? Like, it's, it's, yeah. it's old Republic, but... I still stand by that I think starting with the first Bane book is a surefire it's way to just get somebody fine. hooked on Star Wars yeah. books because that I completely book is agree. so rich. It is so, so rich. Yep. Like it is it is very hard to put down. So much really great character building happens in in his origin story. <laughs> the whole first like quarter the whole first third of the book has nothing to do with the Sith. He's just like a miner on this planet. No, he's just like, a dude. <laughs> it's just incredible. It's so good. Just getting into yes. bar fights. Like, yeah, exactly. Bar <laughs> fights. Like, literally, like, I could be that dude. Like, like he joins the military, and all yeah. those military <laughs> stories are in there. It's just like you got to read it. And, di- and di- by the time you get to Dynasty of Evil, which again you're going to pick up, you have to April fifth till it comes out. So you got a couple mm. months to read the first two. I mean, the, the depth of power that Bane mm. shows off is just mammoth, and it's so it's just so cool. And if you are reading the Bane books for the first time, I would honestly. Like recommend that you you give it some time. Wait till April fifth. Get this. Have all three essential legends collections. 
by, by together, they're going to look fresh, they're going to look clean, and you really just have a fantastic time. Um, which, of course, leads us to our final book that's coming out on April 5th, which is another series book. It is Wedge's Gamble by Michael Stackpole, which is the second book in the now-dubbed <clears throat> Rogue Squadron series. has this incredibly clean cover of um, our pilot, who may or may not be Wedge, uh, with, a re- with a Rebel fighter helmet on. Uh, I believe this is the last thing that Andrew Bell sees before he closes his eyes to sleep every single night. <laughs> and it releases April 5th. If you like the first the first book in the in the now Rogue Squadron series, these are your Legends fighter books. If you like Alphabet Squadron, these are the things you love. But Wes, I wanted to say, while you're on this page, we have not pointed this out to people. Would you please click on where it says part of the Essential Legends Collection series? Can you click on that hyperlink? Because people may not know, if you're on Utini and you want to see all the Essential Legends books that have come out and are coming out, we have this all on this one page. So if you want to order all of these Essential Legends collections to get all these covers that are the same branding, they're the same size, they're awesome covers, you can go right here. You, you go to see all the books in the series. You click See More. It'll take you to all their individual pages. So I want to highlight Wedges Gamble for the, pur- for the purpose of it being the next book that's coming out. But as this goes on, that page will always be updated, and you will always be able to find all your Essential Legends books right from that page. So we haven't said that a lot, and I wanted to point that out. And yeah, why just gamble? I think it's cool. I didn't read it. I only read, only ever read the first X-wing book. It wasn't. Oh, it it's good. My, oh, it's, it's quite my deal. I've heard they're Wedge, amazing. Wedge's gamble is when it really picks up. I feel like as the whole series does. Um, I do wish they would just release like like three of the X-wing books at one time though with the Essential Legends collection. It's I gonna be a while. I know. I mean, because like, are we gonna be? I mean, how many books is it? Is it nine? Well, they'll uh, probably skip the Wraith Squadron books. Yeah. They'll probably do all the Rogues and they'll do all the Wraiths. as yeah, what I would assume. That's probably true. That's probably true. That's a big series, so I don't know. Yep. I, I wanted to read them Get back Rogue to Squadron back first. can't. So. All right, but that gets us out of April. So April 5th, you get five books in that month. So relax. You're fine. It's April. <laughs> you got You're, time. You we're, got time. We're doing roundtables on all of them. <laughs> Same night. <laughs> Let, all from memory. Manufacturer <laughs> might. Uh, but in May, we do get back to our next uh, this is an adult novel from Del Rey and Charles. You had your birthday on April fifth, but I think you also get a birthday on May tenth. <laughs> yeah, I I think I do because on May tenth, Brotherhood by Mike Chen is coming out, and uh, this is a, a a book that we kind of laughed a little bit about when the the cover art first came out. There was some uh, there was some discourse online, if you will, that maybe this wasn't the strongest entry. I'm of very the most excited recent. for the Essential Legends Collection version of Brotherhood. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and, and might might oh I interject? Charles, that your birthday fell on April 5th for Kenobi. My birthday falls on May no 10th. Way. No way. This is weird. This, <laughs> this is, is how, insane. How odd. Um, well, the next the next right. book on our list is June 7th, and mine's June 6th. So like, oh. <laughs> all right. We're getting ahead. We're getting ahead. Well, <laughs> regardless, oh you know, I, I was once told you can't judge a book by its cover. I don't think that's a very common saying, but someone told me that once, and that is probably the case with this novel. <laughs> I so. because I really hope so. <laughs> no, it, it has to be because this is supposedly telling the story of whatever went down on Kira Neomoidia that is referenced in the prequel trilogy, right? Whatever business doesn't pause for effect doesn't count. Uh, That (laughs) is supposedly the story being told in this. It is uh, Obi-Wan being sent on some mission, Anakin following him when he was told not to because that's such an Anakin thing to do. And if I remember correctly, there's 
some other character, another like youngling that's mixed into things that, that we don't yep. know much about. Um, but Mike Chen has come out with some pretty interesting information about like prerequisite reading for uh, before you get to Brotherhood. And he named some heavy hitters uh, that supposedly he was really influenced by for this book. Mm. Yeah, we had Revenge of the Sith. He talked about the novelization that Wes will never read. Um, and he talked about <laughs> some other ones. And today, he actually uh, – uh, here, Wes, pull up that image from today if you would. He had a tweet uh, that he put out today about some interesting ties. He says, I'm just saying, Queen's Hope has some ties to Brotherhood and takes place immediately before my book. Mm. E.K. Johnson and I did some homework to sync things up, which is – which is the best part about Star Wars, right? When authors literally like pass the baton to each other. That's cool. So I love that. it makes it feel like we're reading one giant series rather than a bunch of disconnected books, and I absolutely yeah. love that. Yeah, yeah. And this will be cool. You get a whole month from Queen's Hope to literally get Padme and Anakin doing whatever they're going to do in that book, and then you get Brotherhood for Anakin coming off of that emotionally. You'll know where he is, uh, and then you'll get to have that with him and Obi Wan. And uh, come on, the Anakin Obi Wan book. Is something that we've all been wanting. I mean, we got some stuff like Record says in the chat. We got the Kenan Nemoria story, 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 Storia Nemoria. They were in Astoria in the beginning of Labyrinth of Evil and Legends. So we got a little bit of that. This is expanding that. We get a lot more Clone Wars stuff. I love how deeply we're diving into Clone Wars with these books. And I think based on Mike Chen's track record with From a Certain Point of View, uh, his stories in there, he did the Palpatine story, I believe, in Empire Strikes Back, which was dark and incredible. And it really just seems like it's going to be uh, something to witness. So I think that's going to take over our lives pretty distinctly in May 10th. That is also the month of Star Wars Celebration, if it's still happening. So, I mean, the amount of Star Wars fever that may be happening right around there... We still don't know the Kenobi release date. Like it, May, May could be big, is what I'm saying. It's it's the week after <clears throat> May the fourth. Mm. Uh, you know, Who knows? could be could be big. Could be big. Very excited for Brotherhood. Uh, Corey, sorry, it's not your birthday, but it's close. <laughs> it is close. What's coming up on June seventh? My birthday is June sixth. Uh, June seventh. We're getting stories of Jedi and Sith, and this is a. This is a junior reader's book. It's kind of interesting. The cover is really cool. Um, really, Rebels. Jake Bartok, shout out. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Rebels-esque looking Darth Vader on the cover. Um, Very much so. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, Jedi's, you know, stories of Jedi and Sith. I don't really know a whole lot about this book, um, you know, other than it's like, I imagine it's just a bunch of short stories. That's what it looks like. The Doesn't the description have something about it being, oh yeah, here we go. A bunch of short stories. Um, let's see. We get. Yeah, I'll just go through the characters. We're getting short stories. For Great. Um, we have uh, Ray, Obi Wan, and Anakin, Asajj Ventress. Actually, you know what? Let me read the authors too, because some of these are big name authors. So we're getting a yeah. Ray short story by Roseanne uh, uh, A. Brown, uh, Obi Wan and Anakin by Ooh. I don't know how to say this. This Sarwat Shada, I believe they did uh, from a certain point of view. Okay. Okay. Asajj Ventress by Delilah S. Dawson. Uh, written a bunch of cool stuff. We haven't seen her in a little bit. She wrote the it's been Phasma, a while for her, yeah. The Phasma book that's exciting. Mm-hmm. Uh, Emperor Palpatine story by Tessa Grot- Groton, I want to say. Yep, who just got added to the High Republic team. She's doing the YA book that's with right. Justina Ireland. Yeah, so this is right. her first that's Star right. Wars. Th- yeah. <coughs> uh, we have a Yoda story by uh, Michael Kogay. Is that how you say that? Kage? I think so. 
Okay, uh, Luke Scott. I think so. Er- Eric is our residential, understand how to pronounce everybody's <laughs> name. Pronunciation person, yeah. You hang out with all these <laughs> folks on Twitter, so you know them all. Much more <laughs> yeah. Than the rest of us do. Uh, Luke Skywalker story by Sam Maggs. Darth Maul story by Michael Marecci. Marici. Marici. Okay, I, I remember mm-hmm. Michael now. Uh, Qui-Gon Jinn by Alex Segura. Darth Vader by uh, Vera Strange. Barris Afi. Uh, story by Karen Strong. So a bunch of Ooh, bunch a Barris of, uh, Offie story. Yeah, that's exciting. Yeah. Bunch of fun short stories. Um, this will be interesting. It's a young readers or a junior readers book, right? So this is a little bit yeah, below. Yeah, like the, like the Clone bit, Wars when we got uh, right. that had um, all those. Clo- the what was it? Light stories of light and dark. I yeah. think this is the next with Rex okay. on the front. The That's series. a good cover mm-hmm. too. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that was a good one. Yeah, these are fun too. I, only... They have sort of a almost a bedtime esque story vibe to yeah, them, but for like, sure. they they for tell sure. very very obvious canon lore in them, so they're fun to read through once, particularly if you have kids, especially. Oh yeah, and it's also fun because you get to get a little taste of these new writers. Like we said, Tessa Grattan's joining the High Republic. Delilah S. Dawson has been gone for a bit. She actually had. A book called The Violence of Her Own that's coming out. I believe I pre-ordered it. It shipped today, so it's coming out soon. But then we have people like Michael Morisi, who we, we talked about that did a bunch of comics work. Alex Segura did Poe Dameron Freefall. Karen Strong uh, did some From a Certain Point of View stuff. And then Sam Maggs, who does a Luke Skywalker story, is actually, I believe, the lead writer on the KOTOR remake. Mm. So we got all these people that are involved in Star Wars stuff. And who knows if these will be stories that we know. Who knows if these will be all new stuff. But I, I'm honestly mostly excited for Jake Bartok getting the art duties because dude has been our, one of our favorite fan artists for forever. We were talking about him Cantina talk this week in our Slack channels about his um, Clone Wars art and his medieval Star Wars stuff and the fact that a fan artist got to draw well enough to be contracted by Disney Lucasfilm to do this is really super fun. But yeah, like Corey said, if you got some younglings, you got some bedtimes, or if it's your bedtime, I don't judge you. <laughs> You want to read a nice little Star Wars story before bedtime? That sounds perfect. Yeah. I don't have to yell at him. Cool. I'm going <laughs> to. Hey! Read a book before bedtime. <laughs> Put your phone away. Get rid of the blue light and read a book. Put your phone away. Read a <laughs> Put book. Put your phone away. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right, Wesley. I'm, I did it again. It's, I don't know about this episode. I'm not feeling good about it. I'm sorry, man. It's okay. As long as you don't call me by my middle name, too, and tell me to come in for dinner, then it'll be all right. <laughs> all right, that's fair. Um, I won't do that. Uh, what so, are we ending June with? <laughs> ending June with, uh, ending June, so, yeah, 28th, uh, Shadow of the Sith by Adam Christopher. So it's one of, uh, if not the best cover we've seen so far. Um, <laughs> so it's <laughs> Not the final cover. Not the final cover. Oh, I love was cover, it? not final. They're my favorite artist. <laughs> what What was the joke on Twitter? I think that well, I'm not sure if it was this one or not. It's like, is this the final cover? And then somebody had responded back with something witty. Um, yeah, it's like the latest in the but, series of the cover, not final books. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, this is. Um, I think. Yeah, this I, I was reading this earlier before the show started. So this this is between um, Return of the Jedi. And the Force Awakens, mm-hmm. and I was trying to I was trying to figure out where I stick this book. Do I put it in the original trilogy? Do I put it in the sequel trilogy, or do I put it pre sequel trilogy? You buy a new <laughs> shelf. I couldn't figure it out. <laughs> so yeah, it's it's a story with uh, Luke Skywalker and Lando Calrissian, and they're like searching for something. Um. I didn't really, <laughs> I didn't really get They're into the synopsis. They're searching for stuff. But, yeah. I mean, it's all about uh, about um, the what happened on uh, the rise of Skywalker. So you're mm-hmm. you're you're looking for Ochi 
of Vestoons. Yep, um, it's the OG Vestoon in here. And uh, and but remember that uh, Lando in that movie had said, yeah, Luke and I had had followed Ochi all the way to this planet, and so they're kind of picking up. Um, uh, I think it's beforehand, but it's still picking up for that Lando and Luke are together and they're off on missions. Yeah, and that Exegol is involved. So, um, I can't wait to pick this up because there's a lot of there is a lot of uh, there's a lot of stones unturned. I should say that in uh, in this in this type of um, environment with the the revenge or sorry with the the rise of Skywalker. So yeah, there's a lot there's a lot of details that um, they can place in a lot of no- in these novels to help us you know fill in some things that we were looking for. Yeah, and as someone who loves Ray so much, I mean Ray is all over this uh, this publisher summary. I mean Ochi Bestoon is hunting Ray and her parents uh, by orders of Palpatine, and so. The fact that we had the Rise of Skywalker establishing that lets this book kind of be a little more obvious, right? A little more blunt. Um, and the behind-the-scenes stuff, Adam Christopher was originally announced to be writing a Mandalorian book. Uh, and that got shelled for reasons we don't know. And then right. they moved him onto this project. So it's really cool that apparently that draft was good enough that they're like, cool, just write a completely other book. We, we liked your writing <laughs> I'm enough sure that he, we I'm sure you loved that, by the way. Like, for, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, you he probably he got the advance. I hope you got the advance on that. <laughs> oh but, man, I hope I hope Ray uh, dons the cover of this book. That would be fantastic. It would be awesome. I would suggest we haven't talked a lot about prerequisite reading for these other books because other than the higher public stuff, you're kind of and the Queen's uh, Queen's Hope. Obviously, read the first two. This one, it sounds kind of like you might you might want to read the aftermath books if you hadn't already. I mean, though, as far as stuff we have about the New Republic, post Return okay. of the Jedi. That trilogy is kind of what we have so mm-hmm. far uh, in canon. Um, the publisher summary says this takes place nearly two decades after the Battle of Endor. So we're a little bit past it, but, th- but the Aftermath trilogy tells you a little bit of the fallout. It tells you a little bit about um, some characters that are parents of people we see in the sequel trilogy. It tells you a little bit about what happened to the Empire. It tells you a little bit about some other characters that maybe, I don't know, they might show up in this book. That'd be cool. But if you're looking for something to maybe get a primer on this era, those are the books I would go to. And I agree uh, with our with our chat here. I with, with Blind Fate said I cannot wait for whatever this cover is going to be. Wes, mm-hmm. if it has like a young Ray, that'd be amazing. But getting post Return of the Jedi Luke, I'm 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 really excited. I mean, we've seen him in flashbacks in the Rise of Kylo Ren comic, I think. But other than that. In the Battlefront 2 campaign, he had a mission. Yeah. But other than that, I mean, Luke Skywalker in his, like, Jedi Master Prime. Woo! Yeah. I'm real, I'm real stoked. Yeah, yeah so is he, is, is he teaching a group of uh, Padawans at the same time? We don't know because we haven't read the book yet. Okay. <laughs> he's, on, he's on sabbatical. He's on sabbatical oh, for a year. You know, he's just All taking right. some time. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, you teed us up well for our, our final book we know of uh, with the concise released date this year, is, in fact, called Padawan. Uh, it's written by Kirsten White. This is a YA novel coming to you in July. It's July 26, 2022 at this point. This is a young adult novel that focuses on Padawan, Obi-Wan Kenobi, and his master, Qui-Gon Jinn. That's right, we finally get a coming-of-age story of Obi-Wan. We've all wanted this since we saw Ewan with that sweet, sweet rat tail. And now we're going to get <laughs> young Obi-Wan. Um... Off on a mission. Uh, Qui-Gon seems like he's a little too busy for his Padawan, so there's some angst in there. Is Obi-Wan going to go off and try to test his skills by himself? 
I mean, stories of young Jedi are always great. I think the mm-hmm. YA genre is great for that. I think it's a great way to explore that teenage angst with lightsabers and force abilities. And it's Obi-Wan. I mean, ideally, this will be in the midst of or after the Obi-Wan show is done. So we'll all be really – we'll feel like Charles every day. We'll just want more <laughs> Kenobi content, I think, at that point. Um, but, Charles, I want to ask you – so we got two Obi-Wan novels coming out, three, including the Essential Legends collection. How does this one rank in hype for you uh, versus something like Brotherhood? Um, I, I mean, it's close. I, I think it's close. I I think a big part of the Obi-Wan story that I really love is his relationship with Anakin. So Brotherhood still does edge this out for me. But yeah. this, I, th- I think I mentioned this when they first announced both of those books, Padawan and Brotherhood. They both have like that feel of some of those prequel era Legends books that came out. And I still enjoy going back and revisiting those and reading those to this day. So I'm just, I'm really excited that, that even though we're spending a ton of time with the High Republic and all these other areas, that they really are giving us something from like every single era, but maybe even a little bit more than, uh, a little bit more prequel than anything else. So that makes, that makes my prequel baby heart happy. <laughs> prequel babies are eating this year. I mean, go watch our last episode of Bounty Hunt. No spoilers here if you want to see just how hard the prequel kids are uh, are having a good year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, for sure. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, obviously we're going to get more books. The High Republic Phase 2 starts in October. We don't have any confirmations of that yet. I doubt they'll let us go August-September with zero Star Wars releases. Um, yeah. They like to just drop stuff on us. But for the first, these uh, titles we went through – go ahead. time in a couple of years, too, we haven't gotten a Thrawn book. That's also kind of interesting. True. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. They only gave us up till July. Man. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, these Zahn... 700 pages? <laughs> that's right. Timothy Zahn did sort of hint that he didn't have another contract in the works, unless he was, unless he's just is a good liar. But he's more of a guy that doesn't say anything rather than saying something like that. Right? Yeah, right. So I, I would say that's probably true. <laughs> you I just see him at a convention wrong. and you just shout at him, liar! Hey! <laughs> <laughs> He's like, like, I'm not <laughs> Well, absent Thrawn surprising us all, and absent uh, the High Republic Phase 2 coming up, let's go around and just say, uh, I want to know, what are you most excited for, and what do you think might be the biggest surprise uh, of this year? We're going to have some double-ups, obviously, uh, but Charles, let's start with you. What's, uh, what's hyping you up the most, and what do you think might just sneak its way into your brain? Yeah, so hands down, what I'm most excited for is Brotherhood. I think I have thoroughly explained why that is, not just on this episode, <laughs> but every appearance I've ever had on this show. Um, and probably the biggest surprise, I, I think it's got to be Shadow of the Sith, just because that is going to pull in a, a, a lot of, well, it's going to pull some eras together. It's going to flesh out a lot of stuff that I think are still questions that we have related to the sequel trilogy and, and kind of that gap between the, the original and the sequel trilogy. So I'm excited for that one. I, I think it's going to give us more than we're probably ready for. Love that. Corey? 
Man, I don't know really how to pick one that's on this list. Like, there's a there's so many books that are coming out this year that are really exciting. I think I think the one that stands out to me that I'm looking forward to concluding like a series with is is Queen's Hope, right? Like, I mean, whoa, yeah, yeah. I, I don't think I would have picked this one like like three years ago, but like, no, I, how I just, the turntables around the other foot? Look is, at that. That is very true. Very true. Listen, that is what man, Utini and the community that we have is just like, and us doing this thing has really taught me how to how to find things to appreciate in books like and and like i don't know man like i just love how 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 much like phantom menace has risen in my in my mind in the last couple of yeah, years from real. these books and yeah. i'm just like i like i like i like look forward to watching them i used to really vocally dislike the phantom menace i don't know if you guys knew that about mm-hmm. me like i used to talk about that with my friends like phantom menace sucks i was like kind of a prequel hater in some ways like a like a, mm-hmm. like when i was much younger right and like these books have just like have absolutely suppressed what little tiny amount of that was still left in me. Like like it's hard mm-hmm. to get rid of those those thoughts and stuff, right? So I'm excited for this one. I'm excited for E. K. Johnson to conclude this trilogy. I think she's really had a cool impact on on the canon uh saga. I think like this like kind of by women for women attitude that this these books mm-hmm, have mm-hmm. has been really, really rad. I'm excited about it. Also, Utini is on a freaking Padme book, and that is awesome. That does help. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Exactly. I, what a beautiful thing. I uh, give me chills just thinking about it. All right, but what's gonna what's gonna surprise you? This- <laughs> Damn it, Charles! Sorry, <laughs> I thought his camera was frozen. I didn't see oh it. Sorry, this is this is just Watto judging Corey for his prequel hate back in the day. That's right. All right, well, here we do this. Money. All right, to Corey, what's your biggest surprise of the year? Uh? <laughs> Our biggest surprise, what's surprise of the, of the year? Most? Oh man, I don't know. Um, I don't even know how to answer this question. I, I'm. Yeah, I think. It's a surprise, I think. Which is I, think tough. The, I think the unknown <laughs> is gonna be this, the big surprise of the year. Like what? What we don't sure. know. Yeah. I mean, there is a Good very answer. noticeable <laughs> giant gap of the second half of the year. And I don't know that we've ever ever had this far in advance of like we don't know anything about the second half mm-hmm. of the year. Like, mm-hmm. that's, I like that's that only, answer, Corey. That's, that's a big brand answer. Away? How I can like, we not be surprised answer. by that which we don't know? <laughs> <laughs> you must that unlearn what right you now. have learned. <laughs> <laughs> all right, dang! All right, Wes, bring, 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 let's bring us down again. Uh, that's, oh. that's two. Bring, that's four D chess right there. Oh, I'm, just, I'm surprised uh, by this young adult <laughs> book. Yeah, here. All right, move on. <laughs> uh, Wes, what can you wait for? What, can, what, what cover can you wait to crack open? I am definitely most excited for uh, Shadow of the Sith. There yeah. is so much that we don't know um, with the events leading up to uh, the Rise of Skywalker and seeing just like actions and stories with Luke when he's when if maybe he's he's uh, teaching his Padawans. If young Ray is is there, that's one I'm most uh, interested about. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's. Then there's the Sith, like the the secret Sith, and the Sith on Exegol, and there's I mean. It, there's so much that went into that damn movie that I don't know about, and I hope <laughs> this book, I hope this book, kind of clears some of that up. So, yeah, that's what definitely what I'm most excited about. But what I'm most, well, I think is the biggest surprise. Um, I think it's going to be Queen's Hope, and I don't think it's actually a surprise. I know it's going to be <laughs> really good. And it's going to make me want to watch the prequel trilogy a hundred times over again because that's all those books have ever done is like make me think like, oh. 
I have to. I, it's like I have to follow along with the movies when I read the book because there's all these little details that are in those books um, that just make me, you know, want to. Re- well, we have to do a uh, uh, Revenge of the Sith commentary, do we not? So yeah, we do. <laughs> so it's coming. That's gonna be that's gonna be perfect. And be like, well, that's the part where that happened in in Queen's Hope. Remember? And then. We can't say that because it's going to spoil it. Okay, never mind. We're not going to do any of that. <laughs> so, guess we'll hold on. Solid, solid picks, of course. Uh, before I give mine, I want to shout out uh, Stephanie in the chat saying, agreeing that we need more Thrawn, especially after Ascendancy, but she's looking forward to Shadow of the Sith and agrees that the second half will be dominated by the High Republic. They did announce the Insider Fiction Collection uh, for the High Republic short stories, which are Legends Friends have been covering uh, the Insider Fiction Collection has been the short stories from the magazines they've been collecting into hardcover collections. If you have not been able to get the High Republic short stories, those will be coming out later this year in that version, so that'll be great. For myself, I'm going to agree my most anticipated is also Queen's Hope. I mean, I have not been shy about my love, especially for Sabe and Bale. Um, I, I That trilogy has completely revolutionized the way I think about those books, the way I think about the character Padme. It, it put her above Leia in my mind. It, it, it made her such a strong, incredible character for me now every time I watch those books. And I think the Clone War has really got me on board with her and Anakin's relationship. So if we can take that passion from Queen's Peril, Queen's Shadow, and apply that to their relationship even more in Queen's Hope, it's just going to send me through the roof. And I think it's going to do for the Clone Wars episodes what Queen's Peril did for The Phantom Menace, which I think is great because I already love those. That'd be great. I do think... I mean, obviously, I'm excited for all of these. Let's be clear. But I think the biggest surprise might be Padawan. I think that that's the one I really don't know what it's going to be yet. I I am, I think, in a good way, the summary and everything like that is a little vague, which is fun. It's like it's young Obi-Wan on an adventure, and Qui-Gon's in it. Love whenever Qui-Gon shows up. Master and Apprentice It's still one of my favorite canon novels of all time. So taking that pairing and de-aging them a bit and putting them on another adventure together... And having Obi-Wan figure that stuff out, I think it's really going to be cool. I think it's going to sneak up on us, especially after having read Brotherhood, after having seen Kenobi. I think I'm just going to be really emotionally primed. I think it's going to devastate us in a really, really great way. And then, of course, Phase 2 comes up, and we go back in time with the High Republic, which I will guarantee will be a show later this year once we get cover art, once we get synopses. And, of course, to remind everybody, as the year goes on, for the adult and young adult novels we mentioned here, not the Essential Legends Collection, which again, check out Legends Look Back on Thursday nights. They'll be talking about those, I'm sure. We will be doing roundtables for these. We'll be bringing you previews as we can, so make sure you're subscribed on YouTube, on your podcast catcher to get ready for those. And next week, that's right, February 7th, we will be live with part one of our Fallen Star Roundtable. We'll be giving our scores. We'll be going through the characters Charles has putting together the questions. You know them. You love them. Can't wait. Tomorrow at noon Eastern, come back to this YouTube channel. Check out the Midnight Horizon video review and check out Eugenie.com for our full written review of the latest from Daniel Jose Older. It's going to be oh, it's gonna be a cool year in Star Wars books. Last year was cool. This year is cool. I think every year is just cool now. I think that's where we are. That's what we're going to live in. And before we go, I do want to say thank you to everyone in the chat tonight. For showing up, I hope these Monday nights are as fun for you as they are for us. I love seeing all your comments about what you're looking forward to, about what you're reading. And even if you guys kind of talk back and forth and um, disagree with things or correct us on things, whatever it is, I love all of you being here. Stephanie, you called off work for both these roundtables. 
amazing. Cannot wait to see you. We hope we do you proud. We love nothing more than doing this every single Monday night. We are now going to have a meeting where we're all going to crack yet another drink and come up with, with show topics for the rest of the year to make sure you all still love the living force. In the meantime, go to our release schedule. All these books are on there with updated dates. Get those pre-orders in at Amazon, Books A Million, Bookshop, whatever you want. Wherever you click through on there, it helps out the site, helps Uchini going. We can't wait to talk to you later this year about these books. But my friends, that'll do it for this week's episode of The Living Force. If you support us on Patreon, thank you so much for that. We're going to re-record that Rogue One for you very soon. The audio will be good, and the movie's perfect, so sorry, spoiler. A special thank you goes out to OK Endar, Jeremy Kazina, JG Kars, Earl Q, Patrick Ortiz, and Carl Sander on our Jedi High Council, and Matt Billington, Tyler Latour, Elizabeth Coutier, Jason Mitchell, Freddie C, and Sally and Chris Eilerson on our Alliance High Command for your amazing support. You can find us on Twitter. The show is at Living Force Pod. I'm at Eric Eilerson. Corey is at Doc Star Wars MD. Charles is at C. Hankel. And Wes is at Boss Wes. A special thank you to Matt Davenport, our amazing editor. Ryan, our graphic designer extraordinaire. And Wes, our producer and community manager. Thank you to Corey, Charles, and Wes for podcasting me tonight. Thanks to all of you for being in the chat and hanging out. And as always, may the force be with you. There is no hatred. There is joy. There is no division. There is union. There is no apathy, there is passion. There is no gatekeeping, there is community. This is the Utini Star Wars Fan Code. Embrace it, live by it, and above all, trust in the living force. Join the Utini community and surround yourself with like-minded fans at utini.com. And remember, the force will be with you, always.